Welcome to the DSS podcast, Our Common Thread. On this podcast, we will discuss initiatives going on at the department and get to know leaders and thought makers within the agency. We'll look at what thread ties us together as members of the social services family and how we can use our work to empower Missourians to build safe, healthy, and productive lives. Welcome, Robert. Thank you for joining me today on uh, our common thread. If you want to start by just giving us your your introduction, I think we all know who you are, but why don't you start there? Well, thank you, Caitlin. Thank you for the opportunity to uh, to, to get to do this. I'm really excited about the uh, the launch of these podcasts and the opportunity that we're going to have from the director's office and leadership across our entire department to be able to share information uh, with our employees in a very informal setting. You know, we do that here in the director's office every day uh, in one another's offices or uh, with a cup of coffee or during our lunch time. Uh, you know, we we do that quite a bit, but we don't always get that opportunity to, to do that with uh, many of our uh, colleagues uh, that are spread all across this great state. So the chance to do that uh, for me is a real privilege. Yeah, absolutely. So, so we're really um, kicking this podcast off with um, sitting down with senior leadership and asking um, you guys to just tell us a little bit about your why. So I think a lot of us that work in the human services sector have a background or a story or a passion for this work. You have to. Um, and I think that really helps us connect with each other and um, identify and find that common thread between um, why we care about the work. So, you know, if you wouldn't mind, maybe just give us a little bit of your background and then, you know, what your why is for why you care so deeply about the Department of Social Services. Well, you know, I come from a family uh, four generations back of, of, of public servants, all the way back to my great-grandfather being a, uh, a postmaster general in a rural community down in, uh, down in southeast Missouri and delivering mail on uh, uh, horseback uh, in community and my, my great-grandparents and my grandparents teaching in one-room schools and, and my mother and dad. And so, you know, we've always put a, you know, a high premium on on public service. Uh, I do believe, as I've said many times in front of the department and, you know, in many se- in many uh, settings, that, uh, you know, one of the largest uh, challenges that no government, no uh, nation, you know, on the face of the earth has been able to figure out is, you know, how to eliminate poverty. And uh, this department and the many, many different things that we do uh, fight poverty on a number of fronts. And here in the state of Missouri, uh, DSS is the number one poverty-fighting agency uh, uh, in our state. So, you know, if you're interested in that battle, you're in the right place uh, when you're at DSS. So I'm very, very excited about that. And I came to the department at a very unique uh, point in time when, you know, we were really struggling on the the staffing front. And, uh, you know, I did grow up in in a family of public employees. My my mother was a a supervisor in vocational rehabilitation in, in southeast Missouri. And I sort of grew up, uh, you know, very close to 
to her and, and understood uh, what it was like to be a state employee, uh, got that, ex- that feel for that uh, very far from Jefferson City, and understanding the difference between good budget years and bad budget years, and when changes and uh, I call them stone tablets come down from the mountain and Jeff City and a lot of times our, our team members, team members don't understand the why behind that or it seems like more work and things aren't always clearly communicated. Uh, grew up with a very clear understanding that state employees have been underpaid uh, by too much for too long and so really, uh, you know, have a passion about supporting our state employees and making sure that we do get serious about pay increases and morale and uh, making sure that we do a great job of communicating throughout our entire organization. Those were challenges uh, the day I walked in the door. They're challenges that remain today, but uh, I do believe that we are making progress and just really excited to be that voice and to be someone to to fight uh, here in Jeff City as well as in the halls of the state capitol on behalf of each and every employee. I believe we're getting good results, but uh, much work remains, and, and, and that's why I'm still here. I'm sitting here with Joni Rogers, our newly named Deputy Director for the Department of Social Services. And I don't remember your previous job title that you moved up from because it was a mouthful. So will you say it for me? It was. Thank you. It was, um, I was over Operational Excellence and Research for the department. Okay. Awesome. a lot of words. Yes, (laughs) it was. So thank you for joining us. So this podcast, um, we're we're starting a new podcast and really um, we're using these first couple episodes to um, talk to seniors your leaders and have them share why they're passionate about working at the Department of Social Services because what we really know from talking with our employees and looking at our survey results is that we're a very mission-driven organization. We have a lot of people here that care deeply about the work and that's something that connects all of us. Um, and this uh, this podcast is really about finding what um, our common thread is in the Department of Social Services. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how you got started in this work um, uh, at the Department of Social Services. Thank you, Caitlin. (laughs) Yeah, we are, as you said, a very mission-driven agency. You couldn't do this work if you didn't have a heart for it. So how I got started, uh, really, uh, when I start graduated college, I knew I wanted to work in public service. I would imagine that goes back. I was uh, born and raised in a smaller community. I have a very tight-knit family. Um, And so I knew I wanted to to do something that helped people. I didn't really know what that looked like at the time. Um, It was happenstance. I ended up being a caseworker in child welfare. And as my career went on and, and I left that after a period of time, I worked with the federal government for a little bit, working with children and families. Um, my skill set started to adapt more into operational program management, project management, fiscal, all the things kind of that bring me here today. Um, but it was, it still was very engaged with children and families and, you know, life happens, circumstances happen and it became even more important to me to the work we do, setting families up for success, building a foundation for their future, um, keeping kids safe, helping a youth, basically everything we do. It, It really resonates with me on both a personal and professional level. And it's kind of brought me to where I am today. Yeah, so uh, obviously in in your role um, overseeing operational excellence and research, you were really involved on the 
um, the the oversight of kind of those projects that drive the agency forward and really helping us um, evolve into a more data-driven organization. So maybe if you wanted to touch a little bit on how you're going to bring that into your role um, as, as deputy director in continuing to help our agency evolve and um, find those opportunities to do business better so that we can serve citizens and keep kids safe um, and, and just really improve our work. Yeah, absolutely. I think when we look at, at least in operational excellence, it wasn't just about, you know, outcomes, right? It's about how we are effectively serving citizens, how we're doing that internally and externally. And there's a large focus on um, serving citizens, but how are we, how are we managing and serving our own staff, both internally and externally? And it's a balance you have to reach um, to make sure we're, we're feeding um, what sustains our workforce to serve citizens to the best of their ability. And that's, I think, always the balance we're striving for, whether that's through a process, whether that's through practice, whether that's through the physical spaces we're working in, the training we're providing. So really looking at that hol- holistically and how we as a department are functioning together to serve citizens to the best of our ability, not as siloed divisions, but really coming together to meet our mission. Well, it sounds like you are going to spend a lot of time with me on this podcast discussing <laughs> our common thread, because that is what this is all about, is finding ways to break down the 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 communicate or not break down the communication, but to build up the communication um, between what's going on uh, across our agency and help um, help explain why our work matters between divisions and across all of state government, because we are so interconnected and all of our work in this agency touches everyone else's. And so really hope that we'll spend a lot of time talking on this podcast. I think we will. We continuously hear from our own team members that they want to know more about the work we do and connect with their um, colleagues in other divisions. So it's it's uh, solving the puzzle how to do that. We do cool stuff and it's exciting to talk about it. Taking a quick break from hearing from our department leadership about what makes them passionate about working at social services to give you an update on a couple of important items. One, the employee referral program has officially launched. You can find more information on the web about this program, but you will need to register and get your referral code before you're able to receive bonuses under this program. Additionally, MoHealthNet has launched a redesigned website. This new website will streamline information for both providers and participants to be able to navigate relevant information. Governor Parson will deliver his State of the State address on January 24th at 3 p.m. The address will be streamed live on social media and will be able to be watched later on Facebook as well. After the State of the State, the governor will release his budget for the year as well as highlight his priorities for his final year of his tenure. I'm sitting here with Jennifer Tidball, who is the COO of our Department of Social Services and has been a member of the Department of Social Services family for um, quite a while. So just here to talk about, you know, maybe how you started off in the department and um, why you are passionate about the work that we do at Social Services. Sure. So um, when I came uh, to the Department of Social Services right out of college, I never intended to stay. Uh, I had 
planned on going to law school and decided I didn't want to at that time do another three years of school. So I thought, oh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get a job with uh, state government. My mother had worked for the federal government for USDA and uh, thought I'll do this for a couple of years and then decide uh, what I want to do. And 28 years later, here I am. So that uh, I started in child support when that used to be a division. Uh, worked in child support for a, a number of years. And, you know, I always encourage, um, you know, our leadership to give young talent a chance. And, you know, I, I maybe should be a little more humble, not call it talent. But, um, you know, I had people early on in my career that gave me chances that, um, uh, that I was able uh, to grow and to do a lot of different things. And, you know, 28 years later, I am in the in the director's office. So yeah, I think that's something that we talk about a lot is how do we build our bench? And how do we help to develop leaders? Um, and I, you've always um, been a big advocate for working on those types of programs and helping to build out those leadership opportunities and growth opportunities for our agency. So I think that's wonderful, you know, to highlight and to have a leader at our department that has been a part of the agency for that long. Um, you know, is, is nice. A lot of times you see, um, leadership that is, has not been with an agency and doesn't have that history. So I know I've relied on you for a lot of, a lot of history and, um, you know, understanding why things are the way they are sometimes at the department or what the history behind those, those decisions were, um, you know, when they were made. So I think that's really been an asset to the agency is having, um, a senior leader that really has that history that they can offer. Yeah, I think, and the thing that I have to remind myself is, um, I think sometimes when you've been uh, in an agency or around the work for a period of time, um, sometimes it's hard to think about doing things differently. And uh, so I, uh, I feel like that that's something that I could always work on, but it's always important to understand the why and what we've tried before and what's worked and what hasn't worked. And, um, you know, I always feel like there's opportunity to learn, um, from what we've done in the past. So, yeah. Do you have any advice for somebody who's maybe earlier on in their career and either wants to make a career out of working for social services or is on the fence, um, and is, is trying to decide whether or not this is the place to make their career? Um, you know, a couple of things I would say is, you know, first of all, um, look for those opportunities. Uh, sometimes they're created for you, but sometimes you have to advocate for yourself and look for those opportunities. And they may not be in the space that you work in um, right now, or they, or, or you know, there may be opportunities that that don't present themselves, you know, in in maybe working with your supervisor, but you have to um, look for those opportunities. And, you know, I think about the, the, the leadership uh, academy and those opportunities, you know, that that's created for some of our uh, team members. Um, but, but, you know, advocate for yourself. You know, I think the other thing, um, too, is, is, you know, don't, don't be afraid uh, to be uncomfortable in, in the work that you do. Um, and that can be hard, right? Because I think one of the hardest things to do is to give an opinion um, or to do something that really kind of is against the status quo or against, you know, that's the way we've always done things. And 
Um, you know, sometimes that works out for you. Sometimes it doesn't work out for you. Uh, but, you know, it is stay true to yourself, right? Like at the end of the day, you know, the person that you have to look in the mirror at is yourself. So I had a boss once that banned using the phrase because that's the way we've always done it and said that was that was not, you know, if, if it was the objective, if it was the correct way to do it, then it was the correct way to do it. But if you're just doing it because it's the way you've always done it, then you probably need to take a look at if that's the best process. And, you know, I think, you know, your statement about your ideas and your growth opportunities don't always have to be the space that you work in. One thing that we're trying to use this podcast for is to paint that broader picture of how our work at the Department of Social Services and really in state government is all interconnected. And, you know, sometimes when you have a little bit of an outside perspective on an issue, you can offer that different perspective and um, challenge some of those established norms. And I think of the Show Me Challenge is one of those opportunities. We've had um, de- we've had a lot of Department of Social Services um, involvement in that, which is wonderful. And a lot of the team members that work on those projects, the projects they submit are not necessarily directly related to their day-to-day work, but they've seen an opportunity and worked with either a multi-division or multi-agency team to come up with those solutions solutions and present them. So I think that's a great reminder is don't feel like you have to stay boxed into what your work looks like. You um, probably have more knowledge than you realize about the broader work of our agency and our government. um, And those perspectives can be valuable. That and I think um, also there's always a respectful way to have a conversation with leadership too. And I think sometimes um, some of our team members, they aren't always comfortable with um, having those conversations with uh, team members that they might call bosses or executive leaders or um, whatever. And I was in a conversation the other uh, the other day. It was actually an interview um, that I was doing with a colleague here in, in the office. And, um, you know, the, the, the person that we were interviewing was asking me hard questions and challenging, you know, some of the things that I had thought about or I had talked about. And, you know, I that can be humbling, but I also appreciate that mm-hmm. because it gave me kind of a different perspective to think about things. So I think that's advice that I'd give not only for those team members that want a growth opportunity, but also for our leadership. And, you know, that that we need to stop and, and listen to those team members that um, that, that sometimes we don't think about, you know, maybe where that valuable advice or feedback might come from. I'm sitting here with Pat Lubring, who is the CFO for our department. Um, and basically the point of this podcast or this episode is we're just talking to senior leaders of the department to, um, share why they got into this line of work or why they've stayed in this line of work. Um, you have been with the Department of Social Services for quite a while. So um, maybe if you wanted to start by sharing how you got started at DSS and then um, what made you stay? Uh, so I started in 96, a uh, couple years out of college. Um, you know, for a lot of people, I was looking for a job. Uh, applied here at uh, Department of Social Services and, and, and got hard on as a budget analyst one. Uh, like a lot of people, I thought this would be the first step and I'd be moving on in, in five or six years to something bigger and better. Um, but then after I, I got involved with the Department of Social Services and a lot of the great things they do, uh, it, you kind of get hooked on it. And so, you know, yeah, I started with the the intention of not being here in five to six years. 
but the work we do is so important and, and it, you know, you really get noticed. There's, you have the ability to really make a difference and a change in people's lives and, and what you do really matters. And so it kind of hooks you in and, and then you just, yeah, that's, you're there. that's definitely what we see in our, in our, you know, our QPS survey results is we have a lot of people on our team that are very mission driven and they care very deeply about, um, the work of the entire department, um, you know, and helping people. So I think, you know, even though you don't have necessarily a frontline direct service job, finding that purpose in the work and seeing the importance of, you know, what your work on the budget and our financing and our facilities, um, that still is an important part of the mission. You know, there's a famous, um, I don't know if it's a quote or a, a state, a story or whatever about um, when at NASA, when they were preparing for the moon landing and somebody went up and talked to a janitor and they're like, well, you know, well, what do you do here at NASA? And he's like, well, we're, I send, you know, we're sending somebody to a moon. And I think even no matter what your role is at the Department of Social Services, like we're here to do, to fulfill our mission statement, to empower Missourians to live safe, healthy, and productive lives. So I think that's great to kind of um, find that in all of the work. So um, why don't you, you know, you're kind of this enigma that you're on and you give us budget updates and on, on town halls. Why don't you give us a I'll say a 20,000 foot view of what your job is. Um, so overall we see all the, fun, uh, we over, I oversee all the financial um, and, and the operations part of the department. And so overall we help uh, develop the budget. Uh, we oversee our expenditures to make sure we're staying within the budget. Uh, but we do a lot of the, you know, we also do the procurement. So anytime somebody needs something out there, uh, there's got to be a way to procure that. The dreaded for procurement. It. Yeah, the dreaded <laughs> procurement uh, that takes forever. Um, but anytime we need a contract and stuff, it, it's our folks that do that work, that do the behind the scenes work, uh, put all the boilerplate together and do all the bids and, and those components. Um, another component, a large component, which a lot of people don't see, is the uh, federal reporting and grants management. So, you know, we have uh, well over $13 billion worth of grants that we manage each year. And, and there's a lot of rules that come with those. Yeah, with, with those gr grants, there is a ton of rules. And, and so when we file things, you know, we, we have to make sure we, we are getting all the expenditures filed correctly. We're following all the rules uh, because without that, we can't actually draw down the federal funds. And, and that is a significant portion of our budget. Um, we have our accounts payable staff and payroll staff. They do the important work that a lot of people see is they pay the bills. So every time somebody processes uh, uh, an invoice, they're the ones that go into the SAM to enter it and see that it gets paid. Uh, payroll staff to make sure people get their paychecks every uh, twice a month. Um, so, you know, 20,000 feet, it, all those minute uh, details that go to support the field staff on their day to day on the financial is, is sort of what we do. Yeah, well, I mean, we certainly appreciate you guys keeping the lights on. Thank you for listening to Our Common Thread. Join us next time as we continue to discuss the thread that ties us all together here at the Missouri Department of Social Services.